It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Carol Tuttle Child Whisperer Show. For the next hour, be prepared to be blown away as Carol shares some amazing tips and how-tos that are guaranteed to revolutionize your parenting experience. Each week, Carol brings her creative, hands-on approach to parenting using the unique model of child whispering, her vast knowledge of natural healing methods, and her passion and drive to help you become the best parent you can be. Carol is the mother of five grown children who all turned out to be pretty amazing people and are now becoming parents of their own, giving Carol the chance to become an even better grandparent. Welcome to today's show. Welcome to the Child Whisper Show. Thank you for joining me, whether you're listening live or to the recording. I appreciate your presence here today. We're going to talk more about health and fitness when it comes to the four types of children. And I'm going to give you some actual practical guidelines that will help you understand your child's nature when it comes to creating, helping them create a healthy body through diet and food. A couple places that I'd love for you to check out for more support and resources, the Child Whisperer blog, which is at thechildwhisperer.com, and then you'll see a um, little mention of the blog on top of the web page. Just click on blog and you'll be taken to the blog. And uh, This week we've got a great article on how to bond better with adopted foster or stepchildren. We've got all the radio shows listed at the thechildwhisperer.com. You can go there for easy access because they're actually cataloged and indexed by different topics and you can use that as a reference to what you want to learn more about. There's also a great article on Don't Feel Connected to Your Child, Three Big Reasons Why. And every week we post three times. We go, um, there's many, many articles on the blog. I encourage you to access the blog if you're new to the child whispering world. And even if you're uh, a student of a few years now, because you were studying my other energy profiling books, this is a great resource to get more insights because there's always more opportunities to learn and open our minds to this approach to parenting. I'd also invite you to participate in the forum that's at thechildwhisperer.com. And go to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash thechildwhisperer. And there you'll also find groups for each of the four types of children that you can participate. So we've got a lot going on in the child whispering world to support you in becoming the best parent you can be. And I love the fact that parents of children that are older in their teens and adult years are finding this information so valuable because, as I've said, I often hear from parents, oh, I wish I had known about this 20 years ago. And I think, you know, your kid's still looking for you to show up and honor them. It doesn't matter if they're 45. Because, you know, parents play that role for our, our entire lives. And if our parents don't show up to give us the validation and the recognition that we all seek as human beings, we have to find that within ourselves. And 
reparent ourselves and do the healing within ourselves. And I know many of you have read the Child Whisperer book with that intent, finding healing for your own inner child. So the book has a vast purpose beyond just a parenting book. It's also a self-help book for many adults. And I encourage you, if you're new to my world of child whispering and you've only applied this information to your children, please read the book in behalf of yourself. Your own healing is one of the most valuable parenting support tools you can strive to resource. What will make you the best parent is your own internal healing because as you free up, yourself to grow up emotionally to really show up you're not triggered by your kids anymore you're able to maintain a presence and be in that moment inspired to assist them and moving them through the different life phases and challenges that they experience without you having an emotional response to it or a reaction to it which your children will notice your children notice your emotional reactions even if they go unspoken or unsaid they feel your energy And children then alter their state of being to accommodate their parents' imbalance, their emotional imbalance, because they want their mom and dads to be happy and balanced emotionally so that they can show up and meet their needs. That's all of our motives when we're little. We all compromised our true self in hopes that our parents would, you know, we're like, okay, I'm not going to be me because that seems to be upsetting you. So maybe you'll be more loving and kind to me and show forth more validation when it just got everybody in a nasty loop of um, dysfunction. So a lot of opportunity to help shift family dynamics with this work, both with the parent and the children. So today's topic, how to um, health and fitness tips for the four types of kids, I want to focus on three areas within that um, support and supporting you in understanding. I want to look at three things, what to say, uh, what physical activity supports them, and what food supports them. So let's take our type 1 fun-loving child. You know, the food becomes fun. Everything, food is a fun part of it. It's a, it's a fun activity for all types. We turn to food for enjoyment. We, food is something that we find pleasure and uh, a lot of fun with. I know personally I have a lot of fun with food, and so... Keeping it fun is very important in the type 1's world, just as we have learned that that's true for everything. That's an overriding theme. So, and how you talk about it, don't get so serious about it. Keep it light with them. Uh, you know, the when your type 1 child won't sit at the dinner table and they want to bounce around, if you're getting more and more serious about that, they're going to fight that. You know, how do you show up and teach a type 1 child to sit and eat and, and really be engaged with their food and make healthy choices? Because these are our random eaters. These are the kids that can snack and eat randomly, and maybe they want their dessert first. You know, that you ask them what they want to eat, and they're going to come up with something, you know, like a cupcake or something, and that's okay. You know, rather than make that wrong, again, find the fun in that. Find the pleasure in that and, and laugh with them. You know, when these kids have ideas, and their ideas are more sporadic, and they maybe don't fit your model of what you think things should look like, have fun with the idea. That doesn't mean you have to fulfill the idea and follow through on it so that they are given what they want, but they certainly can have the value of their idea and say, you know, that would be fun to just have cupcakes right now. And let's eat this food 
And once in a while, be random with them, okay? Don't, how are you willing to allow some randomness? Because if they learn it's okay to be more random, they can move with that and manage that to be, create the structure where it's most important, where it has the greatest value. But if they're always countered with trying to be structured, so you know, maybe two nights a week, they get to watch, they get to eat dinner while they're watching a fun movie or a video on a TV tray. What can they do? What can you do as a family to intersperse some fun? I think that's a great idea. You know, go. You can still find TV trays. Go on Amazon. Have how fun would that be for the whole family to be sitting there? Maybe even go buy a TV dinner. You know, you can buy healthy ones. You can buy healthy frozen foods at Whole Foods and markets like that. There's plenty of healthy options. Let them pick a couple easy to prepare meals, pop it in the oven, let them decorate, you know, set up. They can even set up all the TV trays in the in the room with the TV. They can set the TV trays with the utensils, put little placemats on them, um, get some colorful things, and do that every once in a while, you know. So, and talk, how fun would that be for them? So see, that's a night, and let the, kind of generate, let them, you know, they have the capacity for great ideas. So you kind of throw that out at them and say, what other ideas would you like to experience? They might come up with, let's have our lunch in my bedroom. Uh, maybe they built a fort or something. You know, I'm talking about younger children right now. As they grow into teens, they would still find these things. I think it would be fun to eat dinner with the family around the television, everybody on a TV tray. So keep it fun and light and how you talk about it and invite their ideas. Now, what to feed them, again, the word light. Light and fresh is the key component. Many of you are dressing your truth club members and you attended last week's club night or you're watched or going to watch the recording of the club night. And we approached and we discussed these same topics. Fitness and health tips, true to your nature. It's the same principles here. So I'm going to be repeating a little bit of that. But repetition is a good thing when this hasn't been our practice. So light and fresh. Now that could look like cookies and potato chips. But it can also be fruit kebabs. It can also be carrot sticks with a fun dip in their own personal container. It can be... So again, if you keep it fun and the food light and fresh, there's plenty of healthy foods that are light and fresh. And so that they can experience the lightness, of, keep a light sense about their body. Popcorn is a very light and fresh food. Um, anything that's too heavy, they may not just they may not be drawn to that. So notice what your children are naturally drawn to, what kind of <gasps> sparks their, you know, brightens their eyes when they have that, you know, notice that. They're giving you body responses frequently about what is in, feels they feel a connection with. Activity-wise, these are the kids that are unfortunately, um, I think, thrown into situations too often 
that require a lot of discipline that may not be supportive to their nature. And these kids may want to try several activities before they find one that they feel is really engaging to them with, you know, running, they have no problem problem having a lot of energy. So make sure they have plenty of opportunities to run around and to, you know, don't take them on long shopping trips for two or three hours. Even when they're older, that's just too much time. It's too much time to be, um, behave, you know, and, and they might be able to handle an hour. But don't go on long, you know, they need open spaces, fun things to engage with, so activities that allow that. The more disciplined the activity, and they might enjoy, depending how fun instructors make it, variety of different athletic experiences. Um, but I go over this in my book. I give suggestions in the Child Whisperer at different activities. So make sure you look that up in the book. Again, there needs to be variety. There needs to be a playfulness about it, a social capacity to it. They can get very competitive. and But if those other elements aren't there and it's too serious and they feel like they aren't good enough and they can't perform well enough and it feels very heavy, they'll they'll try and adapt and do better, but ultimately it takes the spark out of their, the brightness out of their energy. And so just make sure every day they have the chance going to a playground and letting them run around and making sure they have that uh, freedom because I think these kids don't have a problem being physically active. They really have a lot of energy and, and they love to do fun things. So it shouldn't be a problem to um, engage them in that activity. For our type 2 sensitive child, uh, how do you talk to them is to, again, comfort is a key word here. Comfort and making sure you're sensitive these are the kids that have a more sensitive physiology, and so they might not have as broad a palate because they may have sensitivities to food. I know my two type 2 children had more sensitivities than my other children, and so I was careful about introducing foods into their diets. As my oldest son, he showed a lot of allergies to foods early that we were able to turn that around and clean that up because I got on that very quickly and I, I started to be very careful about what he ingested until his body had developed to a point that he could um, maintain what are considered more high allergen foods, which are dairy products, wheat products. Uh, soy can be very a high allergen food, but especially the wheats and the dairies. And so your children may... You want to look at that if they're emotionally, if your kids are stressed, it may be to some degree the foods that they're that they're um, eating, and you want to clean that up. And so, and don't again invite your children to talk about how they feel physically. Invite these type two kids to talk about how they're feeling physically, if they're feeling tired, if they're feeling stressed. And are they starting to turn to food as a comfort? You want to support them in comforting them in other ways, finding other ways to be comforted, because that can become a challenge for type 2s, that food becomes a 
connection to comfort because there's a lot of comfortable foods out there, warm, soft foods, your cookies, your cakes, your pies, your sweets. Type 2s tend to have a sweet tooth. So don't take sweets out of their diet, but gear them towards healthier sweets. Fruit is very sweet. There's a lot of sweet, healthy foods and help their palate develop a, um, a desire for naturally sweet things rather than high fructose, corn syrup, and white sugar content foods. So that's a good thing. It's just help them connect with the healthier options for sweetness. And notice if they're turning to foods for comfort and how can you help them find other ways to be comforted. Now, as far as activities, these are kids that you don't want to push. You don't want to push them into any athletics. You don't want to have, have them be push pushing themselves. They can overdo it. Going on walks is even healthy. Yoga, um, dance is very good. If it's a uh, dance, they can learn in stages. If they feel they're expected to do too much too soon, they'll feel overwhelmed and it will be very develop anxiety. So they need to kind of move forward in their own pace of comfort with your support. And these kids might need a little more support to be active, um, to go on walks with them, help them find four to five, you know, at least four days a week that they're being physically active, 30 to 45 minutes. If you can go on bike rides with them, uh, sit down with them, find out what they would like to do for physical fitness introduce them to new things and let them guide you in what feels correct to them. Now, our type 3 determined child, this is a child that in their food experience and their health and fitness experience, they can get very intense about it. They normally, they typically have a, a connection with athletics and competition. And that and that's supported when they're very young they easily can develop that. So talk to them about their health and fitness. They're going to lead you on this. This is our very physically oriented child. And so if anything, you want to give them a lot of permission and support in creating safe environments to show you what they're interested in because these kids have no problem being physically energetic and wanting to be physically engaged. In fact, they that could be shut down early in their life if you can't keep up with their energy. And I've mentioned this in other shows, you may not be able to keep up with their energy. So don't make it dependent on you. There are other, you know, enroll them in activities. Uh, have them play dates that they can be a part of so that you're not always around this very substantial energy. You might not be able to keep up with it, but don't try and bring their energy down because you can't, uh, maintain balance with it because that's going to interfere with their uh, desire to have this really engage their physicality in this world. I see a lot of type 3 adults that aren't physically active anymore because they were quieted down so much and made to be, live contrary to their energy. You know, I got very active in my 40s. That's when I, my early 40s, I started to run marathons and compete in different fitness events. You might want to sign up for a 5K with your type 3 child. You know, how fun to go register for a 5K. And even if you walk, run, walk it, a lot of people that run 5Ks are not running the whole thing. You can get great apps. There's a great app called from 
Couch Potato to 5K. It takes you through uh, several weeks training to prepare you for the 5K. Do that with that's an awesome challenge for a Type Three to be. Sign, even a five or six year old would love that. You get you get a T-shirt, man. You go sign. You go to the event. And there's all these people at the start of the race. It's very exciting to be at the start line, and then when you finish, depending on the event, um, often they give medals. How cool is that? Even these young type 3 children would love to be signing up for different events in your community. Those are all over. Races are, you know, you could do a fundraising one, given the challenge of raising some money, even if it's $30. You know, your, your type 3 10-year-old could easily walk around your neighborhood and knock on doors and say, hi, I'm, re- I'm running this race for cancer awareness or, you know, whatever it is. There's plenty of races. And um, why would you sponsor me? I mean, that's an awesome challenge for a type 3. So get them connected to different events and, and help them train for events and have fun doing that. And Now, when it comes to food, these are the kids that will – kind of neglect their eating often, and then they'll just consume a lot very quickly. They do need more substantial foods, more proteins in their diet. They need more meat, typically. They can't exist on a lot of um, just the light and fresh isn't going to do it for them. Type 3s like sweets, but not, you know, it's, it's, not to the degree that it's necessary. Uh, if there's substantial food options, then when you get full on that substance, your appetite's pretty complete and you aren't necessarily drawn to the foods, so to the sweet foods. So make sure they're getting some substance in their diet with some proteins. Uh, my little grandson, you know, he'll go for the things that have more substance and kind of pass by the things that feel a little more airy and light to him. So check that out, how well you're doing providing those kinds of foods. And again, notice what they're naturally drawn to because our bodies are naturally drawn to the foods that support us and support our nature. And make sure they eat routinely uh, rather than going till they're really, really hungry and then kind of binging and we just consume a lot very quickly. So you want to make sure that when you go out and about, you probably need to take a snack, a little baggie of something, and so that they don't get ravenous. It's that ravenous, and then that consumption happens very quickly. So our type four, the more serious child, they're going to be, again, we've talked about this in other shows, the picky eater. They're going to be the ones that are selective. So rather than being picky, they are particular. I like to honor their nature by using phrases that, are honoring rather than limiting. And so they have less of a palate range. They enjoy lesser. They seem to single out and enjoy something, a very narrow food choice. They might enjoy one thing for several months and then switch to something else. But the repetition is very common. So don't, keep, don't talk to them as though that's a negative thing. You should eat, you know, don't call them picky eaters. Don't say things like, you don't make fun of it, even if it's in this lighthearted manner by saying, well, you always eat that. You don't seem to ever want anything else. It's not a big deal. They don't need the variety. 
So how are you talking about their food tendencies, their eating tendencies, and their natural habits? Are you just letting it be rather than drawing any attention to it? You don't just let it be. They don't like attention drawn to these things. It's kind of like, why are we talking about how I eat? They just Those are the private matters of their life. They don't want to have conversations about their eating habits. Just follow their natural tendencies and what they're drawn to. And unless there's a need to talk about adding a little more variety, then do that privately. Do not do that at the dinner table with everyone. And set up a time for it. You know, Tell them, I want to talk to you about some of your eating habits and Again, like I said in last week's show, educate. on That's true for all four types. Are you educating your children so that they can make choices on their own that are healthy? And so exercise in their world and fitness, this is the children also. They're either going to be really into it or they're not. And that might uh, be influenced by their secondary. The type 4-2 child is going to have the least activity level. It will They'll have the um, lower energy range. Your four ones and your four threes are going to pull on that secondary energy quite a bit more, and that could be a factor in their interest in athletics and their going out and doing things. But again, they won't want to do something oftentimes. They can't be thrown into situations that they might feel embarrassed about, and so they need to learn things and have enough skill level for them to feel that they can move forward with confidence or at least understand the progress within learning something. For tennis example, all your great tennis players, uh, so many of them are type fours. They need to understand that it's perfect to start here and that there's a progression to it. So if your type four is resisting certain sports or activities, good chance they don't understand how the sport, how you progress in a sport and they see the bigger picture. Well, this is where everybody starts and then you go to this level, then you go to this level, then you go to this level. So they can feel more accomplished in the level that they're at and they can identify, well, I'm at this level and so I'm doing well in this level. I can't expect myself to be as good as these kids or this this particular, um, if someone's better than them because they've been doing it longer. And so physical activity can just help them develop that habit. Even if it's 20 to 30 minutes, four times a week, that they're doing something physically. These are the kids that can do work, work out by themselves. They can go, type fours can do sol- things that require a solitary experience very well. Great at running, cross country, these kinds of things. Let them, you know, teach them the value of fitness. Let them learn about the value of it with their bodies. When they have that kind of intellectual understanding, when something has value, that it supports them in being their best selves, they'll acquire those habits very early on. And they'll help you stay on track because these are the kids that stay on track. The type four adults that I've met that aren't physically engaged, that aren't committed to a structure, to keeping structure in their physical fitness, they haven't developed those habits and so they tend to do the nothing side of it because they've not developed the habit of it. And what a great opportunity for you as a parent to help these type for children develop those habits with their physical fitness when they're young. And they'll just continue to then maintain that throughout their life and teach them that it doesn't have to look like an hour. It can be a 10-minute. You know, if that's one thing we stressed at the club night last week was there's sort of this myth and, idea that unless you work out for an hour and you go to a gym, you know, 
there, nothing else counts. Well, there's days that I might only get in 15 minutes. And I have multiple apps on my iPhone that support me in many different uh, fitness routines. There's there's just a lot of them. In fact, I'll uh, list some of them. I won't. I don't have my phone right in front of me. I'll send some over to my uh, support who listens to the radio show and takes this the radio show content. And Rick Kathy, who writes the blog copy for the radio for this post, I will make sure Kathy has some of my favorite apps that you can um, have some support with. So those are my tips for helping each of the four types. I want to open the show up now to you, for you to either call in with your tips. I'd love for you to hear what's working. Success stories are wonderful. I did a show recently on child whispering success stories, and it's had over 4,000 listens already. So we'll have to do another show with success stories because I'm, I'm just thrilled with all the support that show's getting with the listening with all the people that are tuning into that one. So the show's open now for any questions. If you have a question, you can call in at 347-677-1963. Make sure you hit the number one on your phone. If you've called in already, I see several people on my switchboard. Nobody has um, pressed the number one. I need you to do that if you want me to bring you on to the show live because that shows me on my switchboard that you want to um, talk live on the show. And please do it now rather than in 20 minutes when we're wrapping up. So go for it. And your questions are always so important and so timely. Every question that's asked, you're helping hundreds of more people with a similar situation with the question and the answers that are given. So um, go ahead and call bring your questions on the air because that you're helping so many people by doing that. My first caller's calling in from 435 area code. Hi, you're live on the show. Hi, this is Cynthia. Hi, Cynthia. How are you? Good. How are you? Um, Good. Awesome. I just had a question about um, my type 2 son and um, We've met before, but um, just as a reminder, I have two type 4 daughters, and I'm type 4, and my husband is um, type 2 as well. So mm-hmm. boys are type 2, the girls are type 4. Um, but my son, um, and it's definitely been awesome, uh, you know, reading the Child Whisper, and I do admit I probably need to read the type 2 section again, but... Um, I just having a lot of issues with my type two son, and um, I think I mean we've had you know issues that we've been dealing with with the family, and we've been working on those. And cause how old? How old is it? Is that he's um, he's five. Okay, so um, he's little. Yeah, yeah, and because like just the past week or so, he's just been like the end of the day. He's kind of like just shuts down and just starts yelling and lots of tantrums and, and it's just, and I think it's, I don't know if it's just the end of the day and he's just on overload or... Mm-hmm. Um, What's his activity during the day? What's he doing all day? Um, well, we just got a Wii for Christmas and he will play that nonstop and, it's, you know, we try, trying to like, okay, let's, 
you know, set the timer for 30 minutes and then after you can do this, you know, we can color. And and, and I know he wants me to do stuff with him. So even if it's mm-hmm. just, like, me getting stuff out, like, okay, let's play mm-hmm. Legos and, and I'll get it out for him, but then he'll play by himself. So it's kind of funny. Um, so that's been working well. Um, and then he he goes to school. Um, he's in kindergarten half day in the afternoon. So, so he has afternoon. Yeah. Kindergarten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's my sense is he's very tired, and he is on yeah. overload, and so he's running a lot of anxiety, and he's probably picking up on other kids' energies, and he's too tired. Yeah. His body is just now trying to dump that energy, and he's very and he's tired. My biggest thing, he's just tired. So he either needs more sleep at night or he needs quiet time or he needs to rest um, before he goes to school. Um, And then I teach that zip up, the zip his energy up before he goes to school. That would be really helpful. Just so our listeners know what I'm talking about, um, you have a central meridian from your pubic bone up to your bottom lip. And your central meridian is the kind of the the parent meridian of all the the central and governing. There's two parent meridians that influence all of the other meridians. And your meridians are your energy pathways. And when they're open and they're susceptible to other people's energy, we type twos especially being more emotionally based are going to, through their empathic nature, just be prone to the sensitivity of the energy of others. And so zipping up his central meridian is going to help strengthen his own energetic system to run its own energy. And all you do is pretend you have a zipper from the pubic bone and zip it up three times, zipping up to your bottom lip. That just strengthens that meridian. And the ener- So his energy needs to learn what his energy is and let the other energy kind of just be there around him. But when you're yeah. tired you're more vulnerable to that as well. Right, yeah, and we've definitely got a lot of type 4 energy with, you know, me and the girls home mostly. Yeah. And then, yeah, and so then I think also my husband comes home and I think he's dealing with the same thing where he teaches um, high school and so Uh he's kind of, you know, on overload at night too and so then he starts, yelling and the like it, it just makes <laughs> well, the kids need to so. take care of themselves more by yeah. taking downtime yeah. being quite you know sleep you know more sleep and yeah. taking care of their own energetic system and you're going to need yeah. to help your little boy with that since he's um yeah but you can teach him that too yeah yeah um, um definitely because i think it was just the other day where she was just totally you know going off and 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 my husband was like trying to like make jokes and make it fun and 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 I'm like, No, he doesn't need more stimulation. He needs to like go sit in a dark room. So I just went to the living room and just sat with him. Like he didn't want me to cuddle with him but like I sat next to him. Does he have a blanket he can so, cuddle up with? Yeah, yeah. He, he should have that then. Blanket, That's when he so. needs to just cuddle up with that. Yeah. Okay. That's a good idea. Thanks. So. Hey, thanks for calling in. Thank you. The lines are open, so if you're on, um, if you've called in, make sure you press one on your phone. I'll take live calls for the next 20 minutes, and it's best if you 
choose to talk to me now rather than in some people wait to the very end of the show and then we can tend to run over, which I'm I'm going to choose to end on time today. So thanks for calling in at 347-677-1963 and then press 1 on your phone pad. And a couple of the – I've had some written-in questions recently. I'll go ahead and take those since – I'm waiting for live callers. This came in from Eliza. My type three-year-old, my type three, three-year-old, recently asked for her own bedroom, and I happily accommodated her request. She has slept with me in the same bedroom since her birth until now. I have realized that because of my own abandonment issues in regards to my ex-husband has contributed to my decision to keep her close to me at night. I've done a lot of my own work, as you are aware, and am at that point and I'm at that point where I need my own space while I'm sleeping because I'm doing so much energetic stuff in my sleep, which means she's referring to there's a lot of healing that can take place in our sleep and to have the energetic space we need to support that without having other people's energies right there in our space can be very, very supportive. She says, I believe that because of my past choices, she is now unable to use her own power to sleep in her own room and in her own bed, that this theory is supported by key words she chooses to use to convince me to sleep with her. My question is, how do I retrain her and help her regain her power to be independent and empowering? Um, and this came in. I've had this one for a couple months, so hopefully this has switched and things have shifted. And so, Eliza, if you're listening, let me know how that's going, but I will still answer the question. That's a, When they're this young, at three years old, it's a... A time, you need to allow time for things, for retraining and transition. So you don't try and shift it all at once. So you start with maybe one night a week, then to go to two, three. Maybe you can start with three nights. And you create it to be a challenge as best you can. And, you know, it's funny because with my grandson, you'd say something like, I bet you can't do this, you know, and that really powers him up to want to prove that he can so what does she need to invite her to prove that she can be independent and empowered because that's her nature and she's just wanting to prove that to herself that she can be so sometimes that reverse psychology can uh, work pretty well with a type 3 child just as an opportunity to challenge them where a type 4 mom is going to want to reason with them and we're not interested type 3s aren't interested in reasoning we're interested in and just moving forward and meeting the challenge and doing the best we can and being successful in the challenges that we engage in in life. Yeah, we like to reason to a degree, but we can't sit there and, you know, if you were to sit down and try and can re- be reasoning with her why it's a good idea for her to sleep in her own bed, she's going to kind of get glossy-eyed and look at you like, I don't know what you're talking about, you know, <laughs> So there needs to just be, and there needs to be a distinct, direct instruction. Okay, you're sleeping in your own bed tonight. There's just not enough, you know, that's it. All right, you're sleeping in your own bed tonight. I'm really excited to see if you can sleep through the night in your own bed. You think you can do it? Well, we'll see, won't we? And then maybe there's some reward if she does, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to get this when I wake up. So, uh and it doesn't always look like, think, you know, we like, we Type threes like we like. You could go buy old trophies at the thrift store. You know, this is your trophy when you sleep through the night in your bed for an entire week every night. This is the trophy that you get to win. 
You know, there's just something about that that we like to earn those things. I mean, come on, Michael Phelps. How many how many Olympic medals did that did he acquire? Um, and he might say that he doesn't really put. I saw a show where he doesn't put the medals out. It's not about showing them off and having them all on exhibit. It's about winning the medal. See, in his world, it was like, okay, cool, I got it. And now it's like, I, you know, I don't need to have them all displayed. The goal was I wanted to win the medal. So get just to the point with these type three kids. Okay, you're sleeping through you're sleeping in your own bed tonight. Do you want to go to bed at this time or that time? You know, don't have discussions about it when they're this young. It's just they aren't interested in being reasoning about things. So thank you for sending that question in, Eliza. And, and I did a show a while back, a couple months ago, on the co-sleeping, you know, having children sleep in your own bed. You can check that out in the archives. There were some interesting conversations and, and feedback about that and, and pros and cons. So you can check that out in the, in the archives of the show. My next caller, it says 111 on my switchboard, so maybe that's an international call. If everybody that's, uh, if you've pressed one, go ahead and say hello because you're the only one that's pressed one right now. So nothing's coming through. I'm not getting connection on that, but thanks for trying. So lines are open right now. Go ahead and call in. If you have a question, I'd love to hear a success story. My next caller is at 623. Hi, you're Hi, on the show. Hi, what's your Hi, name? Hi, Carol. I'm Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. I was hoping you could answer a question. I've been pondering on it because um, it's come up a lot, and I've listened to a lot of your um, previous shows, and it's about the whole concept of mirroring, which I had a hard time understanding at first, but um, I understand it as a law of attraction, and you mentioned that too. Um, and I'm just trying to understand what amount of influence we have over our children. Because I'm just kind of confused about the concept. I grew up actually with a mom who was really strongly into the law of attraction, and she talked a lot about um, the things that we said and how that would influence our siblings. And and um, it's just at this point, I'm, I'm feeling kind of stuck um, with understanding that. So I was hoping you could kind of elaborate more on this concept. Well, have you read my book, Remembering Wholeness? I haven't. I looked for it in the library. Um, I have found some other books that seem to um, be supportive of the same concept, and well, I, I, w- I would say my book's quite unique um, in that it okay. it bridges a lot of um, basic Christian principles with metaphysics, and that seems to be very supportive to people because they feel like they're kind of abandoning their core values if they start to study this stuff, and they're kind of um, cautious about that, which is fair. And I help bring, in, I enlighten and bring insight to where it all fits in remembering okay. wholeness. It's really worth buying. It's the kind of book that you refer to a lot. And I you know, I'd have I could easily have five hundred people tell you that. You know, it's it's sold over seventy thousand copies and people will tell you now get your own copy because it's the kind of book that's a reference book because it teaches principles in a manner that it's 
you you will feel you it will feel like it rings true to you, but it's come up it's gonna what's gonna present itself in your world is some of the programming you have of of that you aren't that powerful and you really don't have those options, you know. And so a lot of your own I mean, we've lived in a culture for eons of time now that he, humans have played the role of victim, that we're powerless. And the, uh, the, the world in which we live in and the things that happen have more power than us. And that's a limited belief. That's not true. It's, it's acquired. It's conditioning. It's been our practice. But where does that get us? It limits us. And it's not who we are. And it's a real... To think that you might create things that are adversarial or difficult or painful is kind of a concept that people are kind of blown out. You know, like, well, there's no way. Why would I create that? Well, because you carry a lot of limited programming that you've even inherited from your ancestor that says you got to struggle in this life. And then it's been connected with your own sense of spiritual growth. The more you struggle, the more you advance spiritually. See, there's a lot of things that we've taken on in our in our um, from our family, our family's own belief system and our culture's belief system that feel familiar, and you learn that in remembering wholeness. What's familiar isn't accurate. What's mm. truth, which is that you can honestly live in a state of joy and learn and grow in joy, but that doesn't mean life's easy, because it's your response and your perception to what shows up in your life that determines your level of joy. You can find people having, let's just take cancer, for example, that own it and say, yeah, I created this cancer. Did I, you know, it's one of my life lessons to, you know, maybe to cleanse my family system and I took on all this energy so that it would, you know, be healed. I, and I talk about that in the book, being a savior on Mount Zion, that you are, many, many people have stepped into family systems to change the tide and the course of dysfunction to non-dysfunction. I put myself in that category. My children are living more fulfilling, more enlightened lives, much earlier in their adulthood than I ever had the chance to because I've stepped in and said, I'm going to stop this. And I'm going to change. And it's taken a lot, a lot of inner healing on my part. But what a great gift to give to my family and my posterity to say, you know what? You don't have to experience all this dysfunction. You're free to, and, and to recognize that through the atonement and through all that God set in place, that's available to all of us. But if you start to say, well, I created this but not this, I, I believe I'm the creator of my life completely. When does and when you start, when, sorry, I was well, you got to first learn about it. See, you're struggling because you're left to your own mind trying to figure it out. You, you need to study material that helps your mind learn it. Your mind does not understand this. Your mind is a byproduct of you. You have a, until you learn this, you have and open your mind. Your mind is a victim mind. Everybody's is. Right. Well, See, I guess, so you're I guess trying I'm... to figure. Your mind's trying to figure this out, but your mind's going to keep taking you back to what it knows and what's familiar, because well, the mind perfect... doesn't have the answers. <laughs> okay. So what about like? Um, can I know you See, talk about like how we can help our children stay stuck? Can other people do that to us too? Yeah. Do we? I'm, because you're you're you don't have much study of this. 
We could go uh-huh. talk for hours, and I don't want to do that. So my feedback to you is, by remembering wholeness, read the book. Because hundred, uh, at least 100 of your questions will be answered in that book. Well, that's good, because this and book being that I'm type is not doing it. <laughs> my practical nature is, you know what, there's no point in us having this conversation because you don't know enough. Okay. Well, if and I, I don't want to start with square one with you, that's back. why I wrote the book. <laughs> okay. Well, if I have any more questions, can I call back? Oh, sure and you can. But see, it makes more sense that once you've studied this and you can get answers that you're seeking from materials I've already created, I'm, I, I choose not to dedicate a lot of time to being repetitive in which I, you know, I'm going to send you to the resource that's going to give you the best support. Okay. So check it out. I mean, it's, you'll, it's a great book. It, it's no, I believe that. Life. Like I said, I just was trying to find it, and it wasn't available. And so, um, well, but it is. You were trying to not spend money. It's worth the money. <laughs> spend the money, right? You get it on Amazon for less than twenty bucks, right? It's it's worth every penny and more. So, you know that you're going to learn about your limiting beliefs about spending money, and how that's keeping you in survival. So spend the money and see what that brings up for you. <laughs> and then read the book. <laughs> It'll be great. But thank you for calling in. It's a great question. Um, uh, you're welcome to call in any time. It's a fair question. So I, I hope you'll invest in the book, and I know you'll get lots and lots of answers because of the the material that I've presented in Remembering Wholeness. So um, lines are open again. If you have a question, 347-677-1963. I can take one more caller today. Uh, Area code 719, you are live on the show. Hi, uh, this is Karen. Um, Hi, Karen. I'm a type 2, and I have a type 4 8-year-old and a type 1 6-year-old. They're both Uh boys. And... Um, ever since the six-year-old started kindergarten, they have a really hard time getting along because, and I realize that it's because the um, six-year-old suddenly is like, oh, I don't have to do everything that my brother tells me to. <laughs> so what kind of, tell me, like, well, which is true. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> Good oh, I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him to know that now when he's only, when he's so young. Because the type 4 is going to want to try and direct and kind of parent the type 1. You oh, yeah. do it this no. way. So tell me, um, have you talked to your type 4 child to say, you know, it's not your job to do that? Yeah, I, t- I remind him often, Preston, you're not the parent. <laughs> but You do it privately. That would probably be be the issue. I may not do it. Um, you need to teach him why he's designed to do that so he's honored by it. So to have a private conversation, say, I completely understand why that feels like, you know, that's something you want to do. You need to teach him about his nature and why he's inclined to do that because right now he's being shamed for it, not intentionally by you, but that's right. what's happening accidentally because he's going to feel embarrassed and mad about that, which is probably going to create more of a reaction from him 
rather than being cooperative, he's going to resist your feedback because it's going to put him on the spot, and that's uncomfortable. So having a private conversation to say, you know, even reading the section in the child whisper and the parts that he can relate to, so he learns that that's going to be something that's very natural for him to want to direct other people and give them guidance because his motive is actually a, a good motive. He wants, he thinks there's a right and a wrong way to do it. In his right. world, there is. So his motive is, you know, i got to set people straight. They need my help. You don't want to shut that down. You want to have that um, be available to him in positions of influence that he can play that out when that sh- develops in his life. So right now, don't say it when a, in the family group. Don't say you're not the parent. That's not instructional. That's not giving him any understanding. That's just you're trying to stop something because you know it's not supportive to your other child. But you need to educate. Now, this is a child you need to reason with. You need to have that conversation so they have the big picture, why he's prone to do it, why it's not appropriate, what his brother's nature is, his brother's way of doing things is going to look very different. And he might feel... Like, it looks like the wrong way, but for his brother, it's not. See, so okay. inform this child. Give him the the insights, the broader picture, the scope in which he can now make choices and say, oh, I'm not going to do that anymore. Okay. I've, yeah, I've, I've got I, the I, information I, understand I need. Him. I think I understand how to handle him better than I understand how to handle my type 1. Yeah, because... but when you affect the, four, the, the older child... Uh-huh. It's going to shift it with the younger child. Okay. You've got more opportunity to influence this with your older type four because he's much more mature. He has ability yeah. to reason, to want to be supportive. Um, give him the benefit of that. See, <laughs> just the way you've handled it hasn't been able to enroll him the way you want to. Okay, and so do I... Say anything to the type one, or just let it. I would do this first and see how it goes. Okay. My daughter just fell. <laughs> Great question, though. I appreciate you calling in. Thank okay. You. Thank you. Thanks. Great questions today. I really appreciate everyone that called in today. Another question that came in. Um, Well, I actually want to write, uh, I just want to share something that Christine, one of my um, support angels, sent to me this morning. She said, she says, hi, Carol, another terrific Tuesday has arrived and we are looking forward to the radio show. Yay, I love this topic. Parents need to be encouraged to support their children in having an energetic outlet that fits their type. Gregory, who's her type 4 teenage son, he's um, 17, I think. Gregory and I talk about this often. We can see the difference in overall well-being and general balance. He has, he has because he attends a karate class twice a week and releases physical energy supportive of his type. His sister shows signs of releasing pent-up energy in an imbalanced way. She's a type 2 because she does not have a regularly scheduled physical activity supporting her type 2 and that energy is going to come out one way or another. See, so good insight when that is not support, when you're, it's going to come out one way or another. So, see, the 
when these children aren't supported in creating habits, that energy will find its way out one way or another, or for a lot of type twos and fours, it will go inward because the energy is a more inward moving energy and create imbalance and sickness in their body. So if your type two is prone to a lot of colds, uh, sore throats, getting sick, their energy is out of balance and they need a comfortable exercise routine. If the type four, they're, they're too much in their head they need to get in their body. They need to get energy connected with their body. Otherwise, their body will suffer. So great insights, Christine. Thank you for sending that along to me today. I really appreciate it. So I've got time for one more caller. 719, you're live on the show. Nobody was there. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in today. Look, uh, involve your children, educate them, inform them. Uh, really ha- talk about these things with them. Read them the section of the Child Whisper. Have a read aloud night about it. You know, read with them. Help them learn about themselves so they can start to manage who they are consciously. You know, even a four-year-old has that capacity to understand their nature more fully, so that they can make choices in support of their nature. And your kids will just really start to show you more and more what they need because they are now understanding who they are. Even, it doesn't matter how old they are, this information helps us all live more true to ourselves. So really involve your children to become educated in their true nature. Well, I'm looking forward to next week. We're, well, actually, no show next week. I'm going to be off. We'll send out a recording to a live show or a recorded show in our Monday email series and connect you with another great show from the archive. So I'm going to take next week off, and then I'll be back in two weeks for the next live show. And we're going to be talking about what embarrasses your child and how to help them through it. So you can learn about that within the four types and how to support your children with that specific experience. Thank you so much for being a part of today's show, and thank you to all the callers that called in to the show today. I appreciate all of your questions. And thank you for your commitment to be a better parent by learning how to become a child whisperer. But if you've not yet read my book, The Child Whisperer, go to thechildwhisperer.com and you'll find there's some great things going on there to help you, um, bonuses and support materials. Make sure you get a copy of the book. It's a fabulous book. We have right now on Amazon... I'm grateful again for all the five-star reviews people have left. We have 123 reviews. 112 of them are five-star reviews. Eight of them are four-star. So out of that 123, we have 125 and four-star reviews. Thank you so much for sharing how you feel about the Child Whisperer on Amazon. I know that supports a lot of other buyers to trust the book and that it's, it has a beautiful message. And you can buy the Remembering Wholeness on Amazon. I'm looking right now. For, at least I'm a Prime member. Maybe this is a little more discounted for me because I'm an Amazon Prime member. But it's listed right now for $12.21. So get a copy of that book because that's not much money to spend to change your life. you know. And that book has a reputation. It has 74 reviews. And 62 of them are five stars. So, hey, spend 12 bucks and change your life by buying Remembering Wholeness if you haven't uh, purchased that book yet. Thanks again. I'll talk to you live in two weeks. <laughs>
For more information on Carol's revolutionary Child Whisperer parenting system, go to www.thechildwhisperer.com where you can learn more about purchasing her groundbreaking parenting book, The Child Whisperer. That's www.thechildwhisperer.com. To submit questions to Carol Tuttle's Child Whisperer show, email your questions to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. That's parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Thank you for being a part of today's show. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.